Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 143. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And we're back. Uh, season's winding down. Uh, looks like we're going to see who's in the playoffs. Uh, NBA season, by the way. Who's in the playoffs and who's not Yeah. at this point. Uh, some teams have been eliminated. So uh, we're going to go right into that. And which team you want to start with? <clears throat> let's start with let's knock out the teams that are straight negatives. All right, let's go with Orlando. Orlando first. first. That was my thoughts exactly. <laughs> Orlando <sighs> traded everybody uh, except Terrence Ross. Hopefully, they trade him in the off season. Uh, Cole Anthony looks pretty good. I would I would say I think he looks pretty good. Um. Other than that, man, it just looks like a ragtag team of just youth. Yeah, and what's what's weird about some of these teams that don't go to the playoffs for a lot of years or, like, sneak into the playoffs one year every ten years. Yeah. There's no direction. Mm, yeah. And, we're, like, Orlando's been decent for a lot of years, mm-hmm. but they've never done anything to get above that. Nope. No, I, they, I can't remember the last time they broke the bank for anybody. Right, and the problem with like their draft, even their draft picks. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't like you got Cole Anthony for what? He's <laughs> right. not really a point guard, but you you don't really need scoring like that. Right. So he just comes in as like like a tough leader caliber player. Yeah, you're right. That with that draft pick, there was no direction. No way. None. And I hate that. I hate these teams that are stuck in purgatory and they just like, oh, this guy's good. Whoever we wanted is gone, so we'll just take him. Right. Like, if you don't have a reason, like, you got to have a reason to take a guy mm-hmm. or an idea of how he's going to fit with the team. Yep. Especially as someone as raw as um, Cole Anthony, you know, raw talent wise. Right. Because he doesn't have, his game really doesn't even have direction. No, it so doesn't. It's like, so, yeah, it doesn't help to be in Orlando, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's not someone that I think, you know, it'll be his team or anything. This is not not who he is yet. Yeah, I mean, they they've also had a lot of guys who just didn't like. They just amounted to like basic NBA players. Yeah, like Mo Bamba. You know, he's just like a big man. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing crazy impressive about him, right? Yeah. He got crazy. He got. He became a big man after he got to the league, which I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, you know, he's he capable player, but nothing really impressive. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac too. Same great thing, length, you know, good defensive player, but yeah. there's a lot of though. Like a lot of guys play defense. Yeah, and on paper he's it looks good. He's six ten, six nine, whatever he is. Yeah. He could hit the three a little bit, but. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. <laughs> Let's stay in the Where east. Next? Okay. Uh, Detroit. I like what Detroit is doing overall. I like the youth they went to. I think getting Grant and um, kind of putting the offensive load on him as a, you know, he's a young veteran. He's a veteran, but he's still a young veteran. And, um, you know, he produced for them big time this year. 
They got Sadiq yeah. Bey, who kind of plays alongside him in kind of a... They play like the two, three, fours. You know, kind of they're both combo forwards. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's weird. They, they're the top... The lottery pick they got got hurt, like, immediately. Uh, yeah. Killian Hayes. Yeah, lost him for the season. And obviously that threw the season off. The team is not very good. You could you you know even with him they probably wouldn't have been very good. Yeah, he's a little soft. It, the first couple of games he looked a little soft to me. Yeah, uh-huh. and also didn't really have like he wasn't a true point guard like they were kind of hyping him up or at least he didn't show that. Right. In the couple games he played, right. but the rest of their guy like Sadiq Bay was like a like an underrated pickup for them. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. highly recruited at a high school and then mm-hmm. college he just kind of became basic. You know, yeah, I think he they, went to Villanova, right? I think so. But they, yeah. they have another guy who I can't even think of off the top of my head because not looking out for Detroit games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have another guy who, like, halfway through the year just, just kind of fell into playing time. The big guy? Stewart? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, and they've had a, a number of guys like that who just kind of randomly enter the rotation and fit mm-hmm. in. The crazy thing is... um. Uh, what's the guy's name? They just Canard, Canard, Canard would have thrived for them this year. He would like, have. <laughs> it was a perfect team for him. Yeah, they probably yeah. would have if they had the the lottery pick in Canard. They probably would have been around Toronto's record right now. Yeah, yeah. I think they definitely would have won <clears throat> seven more games. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not mad. Like Grant cooled off. Mm-hmm. And some people kind of were like, oh, you know, you hyped him up for no reason. I'm like, you know, he's on an awful team. This is right. his first time carrying the offense. Yeah, and also I I just think that they, by the time they realized it was over, I think they kind of took some load off him. Because I think his minutes went down too. That's true, yeah. And he still finished the year averaging 24 points a game, yeah. which is like, what, probably 10 points more than his last season? So. And, and that's one of the positives. Like, even if my team has a bad year, I want to be excited about either certain players we just got or certain players that are improving. Yeah. And Detroit has much more of that than Orlando does. Yeah, and and I think they have a lot of cap space. If yeah. that's the case, then they're, they're, they should be in good shape. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. What was the third team that's out for sure before Toronto? Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland's weird because they're... Really weird. Again, they're Orlando as far as how the roster is built. Okay. But they're... One thing they do much better than Orlando is their play style has developed... Yeah, and different from Orlando, Cleveland looks like they're actually committed to rebuilding. Like, they're getting, they got Torian Prince, they got Allen, they let, um, you know, their older, older big men go. They got yeah. these young guys that are all in a spot. Um, uh, Okoro, is that Okoro that's there? Isaac, yeah. Yeah, he's he's in a spot. They got Garland and Sexton. They're working that two. Guard offense. Um, Trying to remember who else they have. 
What's his name is kind of developing. Sometimes he looks like a solid wing, a uh, Chetty Osman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, he looks. He's getting more and more athletic. I mean, he's yeah, kind of a beast, low key yeah. as far as the position goes, and he's fitting into his spot well. They look like a team when I see them play, and um, it's promising. I just I, I, obviously I it's locker room things, you know, Sexton and the. Quarter yeah. situation this year, um, but Sexton took a step forward as far as like his on court play. He did, and he showed he showed that he's not just like an end of the season last month I'll get stats kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, he had this team like a competitive spot in the East for a while. Yep, he did, uh, and. I was a little more surprised that they trailed off as opposed to Detroit because Detroit, you just you can't keep up with that lineup. Right. Uh, but Cleveland, the way they were defending really well, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of their games are super low scoring. Yep. Uh, and again, the chemistry was building every game, it looked like. It was. Yeah, it did seem like that. Yeah, yeah so I it... I know that trade and a few injuries kind of threw them off track. Yeah. Well, a couple of trades, obviously. Losing Drummond, losing JaVale McGee. It's it's interesting if that Porter situation never happened and he actually got to, you know, jump yeah. in there and, and turn it up. Yeah. Porter I, and Sexton would be crazy. And, I mean, I, I'm not a big Sexton fan, but how Porter plays, the like they'd have like one of the most aggressive backcourts in the league. Yeah, and Garland, who I thought was an awful pick when they made it, mm-hmm. is is turning out to be a nice player. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, and yeah. It's, I'm very surprised that they figured out a way for Sexton and Garland to like play together and play well together. Yeah, uh, but again, it's just it's those little things that they could build off of in the off season going into next year. Yep. Yep. All right. What else we got? We Is there any more East? Oh, Toronto. I guess Toronto. We, you know, we covered them a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but let me ask you this: What do you think they could do to get back to being, you know, like an average playoff team in the East? Average playoff team in the East. That's uh, kind of what they've been, you know, except for the one Kawhi run. They have to make a decision on what exactly they want Van Vliet to be. And whatever they don't want him to be, they need to fill that role. So, like, I think they... I mean, Gary Trent was a nice pickup for them. I don't know if they even still have Rodney Hood. I think they do. But um, if they use Rodney Hood. But the thing is, if they want Van Vliet to be their number one option or number two option, how he plays sometimes, that's cool. But then they need the the backup point guard spot to be like solidified or a scoring guy off the bench to be solidified to me like the this sometimes Van Vliet is the off guard sometimes he's the best player on the court sometimes he gets leads the team in shots sometimes you know yeah. he's the assist guy they yeah. ha- they got to pick one because i think that the other players aren't ready for the night he's not Whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? You know what their biggest, I think, mistake was? They should have traded Lowry. 
Because what you're saying, we, we're yeah. not going to ever figure that out until Lowry's gone. I agree. Yeah. And I would have rather, you know, we know Lowry's gone at sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I would have rather traded him and gotten that second half of the year to see what Van Fleet would have looked like. Mm-hmm. Because Lowry is the a lot of the times for better, but he's the problem for Van Fleet because he could do all those things. Right. Sometimes he's the leading scorer. Sometimes he's the assist guy. He's the leader. He's the defender. Hell, he's the rebounder some nights. Like, yeah. And then it, the, sometimes him and Van Vliet step on each other for those other roles. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so that's when it, it gets a disaster. So for as far as Van Vliet goes, I think Larry being gone is going to be like huge for us to see what he really is. Yeah. And, and to my point... Whatever they get for Lowry, they need to fill the whatever they don't want Van Vliet to be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they they can't have like a chill. They need to make moves in the off season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because they need to fix the front court. You know, you, you made a mistake in the off season. Aaron Baines, I didn't think it was a mistake. I'm sure a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. But it turned out to be a mistake. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. So I think. You know, maybe he'll be healthy next year and he'll give them more. But because Mm -hmm. Siakam didn't take, like, that leap, I guess they expected, Mm -hmm. their front court is just lacking. And, you know, the other thing is, Toronto as a team is built kind of funny because, especially in the East, you look at most of the East teams, they're, like, too deep of, like, a different player. Like, they have a shooter or an athlete at every position and Toronto is like I feel like the athletes they have they're forcing to do other things the shooters they have they're forcing to do other things you know I don't know what OG Ananubi's game is anymore he's getting better to be fair he's getting better but if I asked you what he's good at what would you say corner threes uh, and like Offensive putbacks. Yeah, see that? It's not going to work. Not as a starter. No, yeah. Yeah, so that it's just little things like that. I think they, you know, they could adjust. And that's off-season work. They could do that. And yeah. Siakam, obviously, we've talked about it enough. He just has to figure out what position he plays. And, and you know, I hope... work at it. And I hope they take pressure off of him to be a mismatch. Me too. Because they kind of give up sets like he's Kawhi Leonard or like Tatum or any of these elite scores. <laughs> yeah. And he's none of those guys. No, he's not. He's and not it's just close. bizarre because you see the way he, even when he goes off, it looks like he's like doing too much. Yeah, it does. Uh, so I just, I hope they, they can kind of develop him into more of like a playmaker. Yeah, I was going to say, they need a playmaker on the team. Right. I mean, Lowry does it sometimes, but he they get to the point where night. he has to score or he has to be the hero of the game sometimes. And then you miss the miss a playmaker the whole game. Van Vliet definitely is not a playmaker. Like, that ship that ship has sailed at this point. Yeah. Because his drives are end I'm up in a, tough I layups. Yeah. So, I think I a playmaker know, would help Siakam, too, if... And if Siakam's not the playmaker, a playmaker would help him. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I think Toronto's going to get worse next year. 
I do too. I think like <laughs> Cleveland is a team I I'm more confident in their development. I think yeah. Detroit having cap space gives me more confidence about their roster next year. Mm-hmm. Like Toronto, I just don't know. You're losing Lowry. There's no. I don't see a scenario where they fill e- like exactly what he gives them. No, they don't. There's, there is none. And there's a good chance, like I could just see them getting like a guard that you would think would clear up Van Fleet's role, and it does the opposite. <laughs> but that would be on Van Vliet to me at that point. Yeah, I agree. But that's, that's because they haven't bottled his game at all. They right. just let him go out there and just play pickup. Right. Just do everything. It might be too late now because you bottle it up. Now he's his contributions are significantly less. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to notice that he doesn't guard that well more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this team, a lot of the reasons why they're not in the playoff hunt or as much in the playoff hunt is they don't guard. Yeah. They've never been a good offensive team. Now that their defense has slipped, they, they can't win 35 games. Right. See, to me, my I think they should have traded Van Vliet like midseason. Or, I mean, they needed him as trade bait so they couldn't give up the contract they had to give him a contract but to me I know he's young but you know you got a winning formula without him I think in whatever you get for him I think they could have got like a Tobias and they would have been better this year yeah so I agree Van Fleet I just don't know what that turnaround is for Van Fleet to make him more effective hmm you know, like with a lot of guys, you kind of can picture that what that looks like. With Van Fleet, he just has to be hot. Yeah. Like his shots are never going to get easier. Right. His athleticism, I mean, you know, it's pretty much peaked at this point. Yeah. So. And he just got to, he has to change his game yeah. and adjust to whatever the team has. I think if they had a bit better center, maybe he would be better because he he'd have more room, probably find better lanes. His shots wouldn't be so unreboundable like they are now. But then, like, that makes me skeptical about what Siakam is doing out there if the big man is better. Siakam shouldn't be... Well, we see he can't post up Kemp Walker now, so he might as well not even be down there. Right, but I don't want... I still want him attacking. Oh, yeah, he can still attack. I mean, I, just, I mean, think of like a Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams, the way he can just seal and let these guys, let guards and the forwards attack, just something like that they would need. That's all. Yeah. Just a good sealer and a good rebounder. And someone who can stay out of the way but get every rebound. And um, Boucher is looking really good, but he's, he's not it. I mean, he's a great shot blocker, but he's not what they need to get better. They need a, a center. Yeah, a trustworthy a center. center. Yeah. Uh, but for Van Fleet individually, I would say work on your floaters, bro. You, you got to get those. Like, you got to stop getting to the basket. Yeah. You're you're bare, maybe six feet. You got to have a floater. Yeah, and his layup package is like getting – like he's running out of layups. <laughs> Three years in, and we've seen all his layups. <laughs> Every single one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like bigs, you can just, bigs are more comfortable guarding him than they used to be. Yeah, they are. 
and they know that he, they know that he's going to try to make a really tough one and they live with that. They don't have to block it cuz he's going to yeah. flip it and, you know, spin it and all that. So, and it's yeah. It doesn't go in often. So. All right. Uh that's it for the East, correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the play-in fighting teams won't make it. Right. Uh, but we'll talk about that team, kind of why they didn't make it last couple games. Yeah. Yeah. You just saying next time? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll know who that one team is going to be. Right, right, right. Much better. Okay, so the West, where do you want to start? You know, I want to start with Sacramento because, to me, I don't care if they sneak in there they won't the other teams are playing really the other teams like really uh on a roll and sacramento would have to be scorching hot to catch them so sacramento is exactly what orlando is they're just a little bit better talent wise oh they're a lot better especially now that orlando has traded a lot of their talent i completely agree yeah yeah i was gonna say they're definitely a lot better but they're they're worse as far as like how directionless they are. I agree. Because guys come in and like Halliburton being as good as he was mm-hmm. and they don't do anything with that. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you drafted a, a guard who turned out to be like to me, when I watch Sacramento, he's probably a top fifteen, top twenty pick and roll guard. Mm-hmm immediately yeah and you can't win a game because you can't stop teams from scoring less than 130 yeah it's in their box scores are insane they are and they have the same exact issues as orlando as far as like you you get guys on the team you get guys in the rotation for what yeah like, what is Harrison Barnes? Like, is he your star player? Is he just like a <laughs> 3 and D guy? What is that? At this point, I can't tell. And he's been there for long enough that I thought, you know, his direction would be clear or his role yeah. on the team would be clear, and it's not. And, and nobody – and it's like they're surprised that they can't get consistency from anybody. Yeah. But, again, just like Orlando, you don't have direction. There's no structure. Yep. Like you're you're begging for Darren Fox to turn into a point guard for three years. Now you got a point guard. Yeah. And they can they play well together on the court at the same time. Exactly. But now like I'm not you're not winning thirty, forty games with Darren Fox at shooting guard. No, not if you don't have any other good shooting guards. Right. And and Buddy Heald is like he doesn't even want to be there. It's painfully obvious. Yeah. I think I told you about the moment in the LeBron when they played the Lakers with LeBron that Friday. Yeah. And he, like, Luke Walton was just shitting on him because he was, like, one for 12. Yeah. And he just walked right past Didn't even look like coach is talking to you. You just walk past him. Yeah, they don't respect Luke at all. Not at all. But, like, again, the the organization has, hasn't had direction since fucking C. Weber left. Like, since Mike Bibby's been there. That was almost a generation ago. Yeah. Like, seriously, in the last, what, 18, 19 years, like, what is Sacramento, like, where are they going? 
And they've had good coaches, which is crazy. They've had they've had all like top tier talent. They've had guys who you know come in from other teams that show out, come in there show out for no reason. I thought for sure that Rondo, Rudy Gay, and Cousins team was gonna be fire. I swear I did. <laughs> I thought they would. I thought they would put pieces around Cousins to make like a run at least once. Yeah, and they couldn't do it one time. No, nope. with the at that time the probably the best big man in the game, and everyone was in their prime. Like Rudy was just past prime, Rondo was still in his prime. I mean, they couldn't do anything, man. No, they got and, Isaiah Thomas. That didn't work. And there's so many, like okay, you figure Rashawn Holmes is one of their few bright spots. Yeah, but for every bright spot, like you got Marvin Bagley. Let me re- watch. Like Marvin Bagley, you're not Chris Bosh, bro. They're thirtieth in the league in rebounds right now. Thirtieth. They're... The fact that they've won thirty games, honestly, knowing that is impressive. It is. They're fifth in field goal percentage. So they get buckets. They don't miss a lot. And from the games I've watched. Halliburton has like cleaned up everything that's I, I used to hate about their offense. Mm-hmm. But again, you're not guarding anybody. There's no real chem. Like Halliburton is a great point guard, but there's still no chemistry between the quote unquote star players. Right. And the thing I've, is, that, oh, go ahead. I've just I've never seen Darren Fox and Buddy Heald like thrive at the same time. Not me either. And the crazy thing is, like, no one. There's no one really who can stop Fox. Like people guard him, but he gets he still manages to get to the basket anytime he really really wants to. And he looks great. But it, for some reason they can't utilize it and then come back on the other end and play any defense. They're actually 30th in defensive rating. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. 30th, man. 21st I mean- in offensive rebounds. 20th and three-point field goals. I'm that Honestly, that Laker game was like a perfect epitome of Sacramento's season because the yeah. Lakers were Friday night, hungover, didn't want to play, turnover every other possession, and it was a like it came down to LeBron missing a three yeah. to win the game. Yep. And Halliburton had to like be, be a hero. The, the rookie guard that's been a hero all year – had to be a, a, a hero again just for you to have a chance to win. Yep. Again, and again, a game where the other team is literally just throwing the ball away. Yep. They're, you know, maybe they would have been more favored to get into the play-in if Fox hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah. Because he individually was playing really well, like you said. Nobody could really stop him. Yeah, yeah. But the the... Not only just the bad defense, the like the heartbreaking ways they found to lose games all year. Mm-hmm. The the blown leads, the just giving up like easy game winning opportunities to guys. Yeah. I just I can't believe that they even hired Luke Walton like he was gonna fix this. <laughs> yeah. It. I don't know. Well. What do you think they could do to fix it? Blow the um, team up? 
No, no, no. That's oh. we've done that too many times. Like you can't do that anymore. They did it twice, and they've like their process has come back. Like this, I feel like this team they have is basically what most teams would dream of in a in like a trust the process thing. Yeah, and the tough thing about it is they often get close. Yeah, but they don't like they don't build any sort of winning culture. Mm-hmm. And I would get rid of Luke Walton, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's. Uh, get, I mean, you don't even have to tell him to do that. They know that. Yeah. Harrison Barnes, I've I've seen enough. Yeah. It's like if we're gonna go young, let's go young. Because Harrison Barnes isn't leading. He's not setting any example. He doesn't. I haven't seen him have chemistry with another basketball player since he left Dallas. I forgot he even played for Dallas. Yeah, that was probably his peak. Yeah, he was good uh, for Dallas, yeah. Yeah, but it's just crazy to me that they've just let certain problems just be there. Mm-hmm. And they've done nothing to fix it. Yep. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think Bagley is bad, but it's... They haven't... I don't think they've figured out how to maximize what he's good at and just leave it at that. Like, he doesn't have to do everything. I don't need him handling the ball. I've seen him try to take people one-on-one from, like, the three-point line. I don't I don't need that. No. I mean, they, they, it doesn't help dude, them. They play him, like, they use him as if he's, like, fucking Anthony Davis. Like, yeah, he's a walking mismatch out there. Yeah, they do. They like, do he, comes in, he comes in off the bench, and they feed him in the post, like, three times in a row. Mm-hmm. They and did again, the same thing with Jabari Parker, I think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's just frustrating because uh, I agree. I think Bagley could be a good player. I think his face-up game is solid. Mm-hmm. But you're if you're not gonna if you're committing to him or you're giving him a chance to show it, mm-hmm. give him minutes. Right. And I know he's injury prone, but like there yeah. there has to be a level of confidence that I just don't see Sacramento ever having in their players. Yeah. Even with Darren Fox, like he his role his the, the his role on the team seems to constantly like be different. Yeah, it does. Seem like one one night they need him to have 30 and the next night they want him to have 10 assists, 12 yeah. assists. And it's like he can't push the tempo and be a real point guard. Like, just let him be aggressive and push the tempo. Right. You have enough talent around him. Just, Luke, can we get a maybe triangle? Like, some sort of structure. Right. He like, needs to just have a transition play. They're so they're fast. You know, Fox, you take off. Someone Buddy else Hill gets trail. the ball, look for him. Yeah, and Buddy Hill trail. That's it. Yeah. Bagley rim run. I mean, it should be. That's the worst part about them. Their team looks like it should be a simple way to play. They look like yeah. it's easy to play with them, and it's not. Yeah, and the fact that they've won thirty games again shows that they're close. And what did they get for um, Bialitsa? Anything, or do they just picks? I have no clue. Has Bialitsa played for Miami? I haven't seen him. I, he did play for a little while, but he was like getting like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Who else? Uh, Houston? OKC. Oh, let's go Houston. And we've talked about Houston a lot, so we don't have to spend too much time on him. 
I'll tell you right now, two positives. Uh, you got a big man, Christian Wood. You got a guard in Kevin Porter. Yeah. You go from there. Yeah. I And I actually love, um, I don't know his first name, Kenyon Martin's son. I like his oh, game. Oh, yeah. I think it's Kenyon Martin Jr. Is it? I I'm not a hundred percent certain on that. I don't know, but Martin, he's been catching bodies. But he's he's a junior, so he might be. Yeah. Okay. But he's uh, crazy athletic. I agree. Yeah, he's been catching bodies. His rebounding has been great. I mean, he, he plays basically just like his dad. Really, I mean, he's smaller, yeah. but he plays a lot like him. Um, and you know, looking back on how his dad played, mm-hmm. I think his dad would have thrived in the league now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like in the in the Nets days, his stats weren't like crazy, mm-hmm. but like his stats would have ballooned playing now. He's like Montrezl. Exactly. Basically the same thing. Exactly. A little bit less skill, but more just like basic aggression. Yeah, yeah. he he probably had more IQ, but less skill. Because yeah. like he was a really smart player. He knew. Yeah, he's a much cut and night and day out. better defender. Yeah. Yeah. But very similar to his to Montrezl's impact, he would definitely have on a team. But yeah, I like Martin a lot. Obviously, Porter, like you said, would. Um, I like Jashawn Tate a lot too. Yep, Tate is. I mean, he's been playing great all season, even when they were trying Losing to be good lot. for a second. They're gonna oh, even early. They're gonna trade Wall, I think, or just cut him. Maybe I don't know. I think off season he's gone though, and he should be. He deserves to go somewhere he can win, I think. But um, I don't think the team will even notice him gone, unfortunately. They didn't. They didn't. I mean, I caught them a little bit a couple weeks ago, but they yeah. looked about the same. Yeah. Even so. without Wall, they try to play the same like kind of pace. Right. Um, let's see. Who else do they have? <laughs> I think that's everybody. They keep switching guys. Yeah, I'm not uh, familiar with any of their other guys. Uh, but they have something to build on, for sure. Yeah. They do. And then, you know, if they do trade Wall, whatever they get for him, I'm sure they'll get picks. Um, or, you know, I doubt they'll get any, like, major talent. Maybe two, you know, bench players. But That's, think, that's more than enough, I think, to get yeah. for Wall. Yeah, and it, they're in official rebuild mode. And it looks good. I think it's a good start. Porter's a really, really, really good start. I mean, he's shown that he's he can take anybody in the league. Yeah, you know, in hindsight, it's actually uh, I think it's good that they lost as much as they did mm-hmm. because it forced them to commit to the rebuild. Mm-hmm. Like if they won thirty games, we'd kind of yeah. be sitting there like, eh, you know, I don't really know what they are. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they lost a lot, they know that they need to revamp the roster and go in a different way. Yep, and they'll have a ton of picks. Because then they oh, get yeah. a lot of picks for uh, CP to the Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll have picks there. They'll have their picks. Uh, I'm sure they got picks from Brooklyn or um, somewhere, or maybe Cleveland. I'm sure they got other picks somewhere because they made so many trades. So uh, they'll have a lot of a lot of space to rebuild and a lot of space to trade for some, you know, decent veterans. Yeah. They could do something. Yep. 
Uh, I hopefully Wood gets a little. Uh, for some reason, maybe it's him in the West. He looks a lot more soft than he did in uh, Detroit. I know he's been hurt a lot this year. He needs but, to. He needs to put some weight on. Yeah, he looks all wiry, and I mean, he yeah. just he falls down a lot. Yeah. And he, I didn't see that in Detroit, though. Mm, I didn't see him much in Detroit, but, but he he also I think had I'd do Drummond, or no, not Drummond. He had Blake, so maybe he wasn't inside as much as he is now, too. So I don't know. But um, yeah, yeah, I I wonder if he transitions to like more of a perimeter player or more of a inside out player. Depends what they get. I think if they get a big sometime, yeah, um, I do think he'll go inside. I've seen him. I mean, I think, and he's do think he'll suc- go outside. He he could succeed doing both. I think he could. Yeah, yeah, he could be. He could be. You know, if they start him at the four and then they move him to the five, I think. That could be something he oh, yeah. did easily, or vice oh, yeah. versa. If you if they get some strong, reliable wings, for sure. Yeah. All right. Who else is in the West? Oh, the okay, Thunder. OKC. Yeah, I like the Thunder, man. I do. I really do. I uh, haven't. I'll be fair. I haven't seen them since uh, the first game after All Star break when uh-huh. SGA went off. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even know he got hurt like a little while after that. Yeah, he's been out. Yeah, they have that kid, uh, Alexi. Uh, his last name starts with a P. Yeah, really tough, really tough last name. <laughs> seven yeah. footer, super frail, like a guard, seven footer type. Yeah, Poku Sveski, something like that. Yeah. yeah, man, he's he looks good. He's versatile. I mean, he's doing everything. Yeah, he looked cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I I like uh, Isaiah. Is it Isaiah? Isaiah Roby a lot. The uh, light skin dude, Afro, who's been dunking on everybody. I've seen it. I love his energy. Um, You know, Dort obviously has improved, and I think he's going to keep improving. Uh, And even uh, Basley. Basley. Yeah, Basley looks good. Yeah, he's been playing well. He's been. I mean, they're in major, major rebuilding mode too, and I, I think everyone looks good. They have energy. That's the other yeah. thing. A lot of times, the rebuild teams, like again, we've dogged Orlando a lot, but opposite of Orlando, everyone on the Thunder looks like they have energy. They get a highlight like every night, where this yeah. Roby Duncan is a nice pass that um, you know the kid makes. Um, you know, Dort has a big game. They do a lot. I like you know. A lot. They showed chemistry throughout the year. They did. That's one thing I really like about them. They did. Yep. Um, Even Ty Jerome has been playing well. Randomly, I've yeah. seen him hit some, have some good games from the three, good assist games. I mean, obviously he's coming off the bench, but he's doing well. I just, I wonder if they could. Is there like two moves that they could make that would make them significantly better? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think they get any better. Yeah, honestly, I think with them, and I, I hate to suggest this for teams, uh-huh. but with them, they just have to like be patient. Yeah, they're going to have like, to trust the process for sure. 
Yeah, because they have a lot of picks. Yeah. And that's one of their strengths is picking, you know, good players. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think... I think, honestly, I wouldn't risk, like, any kind of drastic trades to improve the team. Mm-hmm. I think they have a good mix of improving. Like, they have a potential star guard. They have a number of role players who look really impressive. Mm-hmm. And they have a couple of vets, like Horford, who could kind of keep these guys mature and, you know, play in the right way. Yep. Now, like you said, you just got to trust the process to see how guys develop, how draft picks come in. Uh, but I'm they're they're in good shape, man. I think if they make two good draft picks, I think they're they're tough. I think they're kind of like where Atlanta was a couple years ago, like when they first got Trey. Before they got Trey, yeah, yeah. Teague was on his way out. They had a lot of guys. You know, Shooter was gonna get traded. Obviously, they had. Some old guys that were clearly on their way out, and then they had a bunch of young guys that were waiting to step up, and that were, were like, um, uh, Hoarder. He was showing showing signs of being a good starter, and that I think yeah. OKC is there where they have a lot of guys who show signs of being a good starter, and I think they could get there. You know, if they get um, is it Jalen Green that's coming from the G League? In the draft, I, I think so. Yeah, if they get something like that, get a Cade Cunningham, uh, and, and all of a sudden they're you know whoever that is is going off. They got Gildas Alexander. I think they could have one of those teams where you see this young force, and then they could add the pieces, just like Atlanta yeah. did. Just like Atlanta did. And I think it's interesting with SGA. He's gotten his. He's made huge leaps every year. Yeah, yes. This was his, I think, third or fourth year? Third year? Yeah, I think so. Third year. And he's, again, every every offseason, he's gotten much better. He's the same as Trey and Doncic and all them. So whatever year they're in, same year. Yeah, yeah, third year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting, like, like if he, if he comes in next year and he's even better than he was the first half of the year, mm-hmm. I mean, this team, this team... Even maybe if their draft picks don't pan out, specifically this draft, yeah, they could still make playoff noise, I think. Not going into the playoffs, but I think they could fight for a spot. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're going to get a good draft pick, though, for sure. They're similar. Uh, who was it that I said lost? Oh, Detroit. If they didn't lose uh, SGA for a while, mm-hmm. they probably would have had the similar record to Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. All right, uh, Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Where do you want to start with them? A lot of talent. Ed- Edwards is the one. I mean, he he's as good of a draft pick as you could get. I mean, that's that's what you want. You want someone that looks like they're gonna lead the league in scoring someday. That's everybody wants that. Just like when Donovan's first year, and all you had to do was say, well, what's the ceiling? Oh, he probably could lead the league in scoring. And that, how many players can do that? Maybe six in the league? Maybe. So, yeah, and Edwards looks like he can do it. If they really wanted him to, he would go up and put up 30s every night. And, um, you know, it, Towns and uh, D'Lo had, these, had injuries all season. 
back and forth. Towns had family, lost his family. Um, it them coming back. I mean, they can make some noise for sure next year. If they yeah, come back I'm, full of strength. You know what? Their I think their problem has always been uh, like they just can't consistently find a balance between everyone. Yep. And it's been, you know, they've had a number of rosters that have had, like, a number of talented guys. And between pace. Paces. Yeah, I just, they've never really figured out, like, Towns, for some reason, his success is often individual. Mm-hmm. Like, you would think, <clears throat> you bring in Rubio, Rubio should help Towns get easy buckets. But yeah, for some should. reason, that that hasn't happened. Right. And, you know, Rubio, kind of his age, he's losing his ability to be like a threat to a lot of teams, at least on paper. Like, I think I don't think he's in a lot of scouting reports anymore. Rubio also, he makes this mistake every new team he shows up on. Like, he doesn't want he, he tries to, like, not be a threat. Mm hmm. And at every team he goes, they force him to become a threat over time. Yeah. But he wants to be, he wants to like not take shots ever so bad. Yeah, he does. And it's like, like basketball, you're like 20 years late to play basketball that way. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah. I, I think they made a mistake with Rubio. I think deloading was also a mistake. A mistake already? Yeah. He only and I know, like, I know he didn't play much, but. <laughs> to say, he only played like eight games this year. I think Edwards developing as quickly as he is. Yeah. Uh, and the way he's finished off the year, I think he's going to make a huge leap coming into next year. I do too. Especially because nobody's going to be ready for Minnesota like that. Right. Uh, and I, I just don't think deloading will fit into that. Because deloading, he doesn't match like young players' pace well. No, no he doesn't. He's very old school, very like methodical with his moves. Well, deloading has to have the ball all the time. Like, you know, he's either that's bad. He's either I he'll pass it for an assist or it's an ISO. It's like one or the other. It, but if he passes it and it's like a move the ball thing, then he might as well just get back on defense because he does nothing else the rest of the play. Not really a catch yeah. and shoot guy. He, I mean, he can hit him, but that's not his game. Great. I mean, he's a really, really good passer. Both hands, you know, he's really uh, ambidextrous in that way. Gets to the hoop. But when it comes to an offense, it's just not his game. And when uh, Edwards is in his bag, you're right. I don't know where loading fits, deloading fits on that play, on that possession. Because yeah. Towns is going to be involved, you know, more often than not. Right. And I don't really want deloading to space the floor. Now, if they if their coaching, you know, takes the shit seriously and figures out a balance, maybe mixing deloading and Edwards' minutes like separate from each other. Yeah. Uh maybe they, they can make that work. And deloading like he can make awkward situations work better than a lot of players. Yeah. Uh so I'm not completely I, I don't think they should like completely give up on him. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't like I've oft I've often liked their role players, yeah. but they don't ever seem to maximize them. Right. 
And and that's something like their role players and star players just don't coexist well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of that is like coaching because they re- they also don't really have direction with their play style. Right, and that's my biggest thing. I'll get into that after you finish. Keep going. But but I also think like like Towns doesn't he's kind of has some Miles Turner in him of like he wants to float on the perimeter way too much. Yeah, he's taking the unicorn thing way too serious. Yeah, and Embiid, you know, we've seen these kinds of problems with Embiid and even Porzingis to a lesser extent. But Uh you you don't want your like you don't want your big dictating what kinds of shots he takes too much. Right, and. You see that happening with Towns a lot. He's just he's not an inside presence. Embiid this season made the big change of letting the defense dictate what shot he gets, opposed to like just forcing whatever he wants to get off. Like I think yeah. Embiid this year it was post post. I got the post fade. I got a nice hook. I'm just too strong. Okay, I get the ball at the top of the key. Oh, you're backing up now. All right, I'm gonna hit this three. Or, you know, off the pick and pop, oh, you're not here, I'm banging this three. Towns is like, I want the three, okay, you're on me, I'm going to try to go past you because I'm fast, and if that doesn't work, it just doesn't work. Like, he doesn't have that uh, reactive kind of offense, like Embiid changed this year. Because you're right, before Embiid was like that. Embiid wanted to shoot, shoot, and then when guys like, he would pump fake, and when guys went for that, he'd try to drive to the basket. And just a center driving to the basket is just not good in any yeah. any situation. And Embiid has, like, he's committed more to being a post-up player. He has, yeah. Uh, so that works. Like, now, when you get some post-ups, now I don't mind you isoing at the free throw line. That's why it's called inside out. It's right. never Yeah, you go inside, and once they, you know, they can't stop you there, then outside they can't stop you. And, you know, my problem with, like, how just seeing Towns, how he plays, how he moves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you feel when you hit the weights, yeah, like, you feel that impact quickly. Yeah. I went, I've, every basketball player I've talked to, I've gone through this, like, when you hit the weights, like, you feel how much easier it is to play through contact. You feel like these opportunities at the basket that you're better at finishing yeah honest i'm gonna be honest towns doesn't look like he hits the weights that much no he doesn't he is so soft definitely he hasn't gotten any stronger in several years Mm -hmm. again this year i understand you know tough year but the year prior he really didn't make any leaps yeah and he's always been kind of a i mean he's always been not thick but He's always had the same body, like even in college. Yes, he wasn't like exactly. a skinny kid coming in the league. He was, he had a you know he had weight to him. Yeah, but he like he plays skinny. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm saying he hasn't gotten any stronger. Yeah. So he's been the he's still like a baby weight dude. He still looks like a college kid. Yeah, and and his like his I don't want to call him soft because. It's not that he's soft, it's that he doesn't like he doesn't know how to play through contact well. Mm. I, because I he tries, like he soft. forces, like he'll force drives or like post ups. 
he does like the Siakam thing. He'll try to back down and like fail repeatedly. Yeah. And it's like I I like that you're trying it, but like you you not getting low. Like you don't have a low base, so you're not moving anybody. Like that's is nobody teaching you that? Right. So yeah. I just I I hope they take his individual development a little bit more seriously because Minnesota like again so many great bigs you know KG yeah. could help him out uh just... he was supposed to be helping him I thought you're right a lot of guys were supposed to be helping him a lot of guys were supposed to fit with him and it's just it hasn't translated KG is tough he's tough to learn from I would imagine because so much of his game was just mental yeah. it was it was mental if you don't have that KG mentality you can never be KG you know and then it was yeah. so much of so his very games, similar to Kobe yeah and it's so much of him was just straight gifts that you know and I think Towns may have those gifts but he doesn't have it up here so no he doesn't have that like that drive to dominate right you see that with the you see it even some guys develop it like Bam is developing it mm-hmm. uh like Jokic is developing the individual dominance now. Yeah. Uh I just I don't see it with Towns. Have you been hearing the uh KG versus uh, Dirk debate viral on Twitter? Oh my god. <laughs> this I've talked to a lot of people about this. Recently? Not recently, oh, okay. but in the past. Uh you want to KG. get into it now, or oh, okay? Good. I mean, I don't have too much to say. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I tell you right now, MVP year KG would just just demolish any peak year of Dirk. Yeah, just just embarrass. Even even 2011 when Dirk was like going through the playoffs, hitting that one legged shit all day every day. Yeah, dude, KG was like. KG, a lot of people sleep on how much touch he had. Yeah. Uh, just how all around dominant he was. His his shimmy turnaround was as deadly as any dirt shot. Oh yeah, and he could do it over either shoulder. Yeah. He he's got the release above his head, so you're not blocking it. Yeah. Uh, he had the footwork to like fake you out or get you with like a counter move. Yeah. And if you and, if he caught it on the wing, he'd cross you up too. Exactly. You know, like you said, I don't want bigs like you know driving from the top of the key. Unless it's KG. KG could dr- could bring it up and drive from the top of the key. Yeah, he could. Yeah. And the thing is, it, uh, this is one thing that is hard to appreciate. KG. He didn't play in the time where that was okay. So like, I think a lot of people will watch KG's highlights, and he does that maybe once or twice a game. But the fact that he did it at all was more than anyone else at that time. And the thing is, if he was playing now, KG would be ridiculous because they would be using him like that. Oh, yeah. He only did that stuff when he had to back then. But now that would be like his game. And he used to, even later in Boston, when he would just feast off of pick and pops. Yeah. I mean, now that's bigs like get jobs just doing that now. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel bad because Dirk Dirk is a bad his game is like is bad to compare to other people. Yeah, it is. Cause he looks bad compared to like any athletic player. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I don't want to like disrespect. I think he he changed how bigs kid like play from the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And and so many guys now again, all these unicorns are coming in and trying to copy what he was just dominant at. Yeah, he. I mean, he was why you could have a shooter playing the four at all. Yeah, even if he wasn't like really a big, they just started putting anybody who could shoot at the four. Yeah. Just because he was like that. Because, you know, them spreading the floor, you were getting guys like Jason Terry was getting to the rack. Like, exactly. it was easy. <laughs> and, they had Sean Marion driving, kicking all the time. Yeah. I mean, they had guys going to the basket that had no business getting layups. And just because Dirk was that far out of the, out of the way. Yeah. And you know what yeah. Dirk... To his credit, uh, something that a lot of bigs, like they learned, a lot of bigs now learn to shoot, mm-hmm. but Dirk mastered shooting and like combined that with his overall IQ to make scoring easier. Mm, explain that. Like he he would, every time he would get better, like he would kind of get a new perimeter kind of bag move. Yeah, yeah. He would get like a counter to it. Like he he would use a lot of his perimeter moves to get layups. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Like if yeah. you watch that finals in 2011, he was just driving on Miami's bigs constantly because they were so scared that he was gonna drain it in their eye. Yeah, and Dirk had the slowest gather in NBA history. He did. He did. But like he would blow past people. And yeah. I'm just like, yo, like you're getting blown past by probably the slowest player in the league. Yep. yep. And that would happen all the time. And a lot of these guys now, they just they are like, okay, I'm spreading the floor. Like that's my job now. Mm-hmm. Like no, you could spread the floor to now open up your inside game more. Right. And I think that guys don't make that connection as quickly as they could. Like Embiid maybe took a year or two too long to make that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, back to the Timberwolves, though. The other thing for me, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit off air, but they, and this is historic probably since KG left there, they have never been good at picking what pace they play at. It's like either they're fire, run, and gun, and they're garbage half court, but then they still try to force the half court offense. Or vice versa. They're really good half court. Like Kevin Love's year, they were good half court. Um, And they were trying to play like a run and gun game. Just because they had Rubio at the time, who was, you know, the kid who got drafted at 16 or whatever from the Olympics. And they thought he was going to be this transition monster. And and since KG, that has probably been their best. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. I, I don't like the Jimmy Butler playoff year is kind of an outlier to me because it was one year and yeah. he beefed with the rest of the roster immediately. Yeah. Uh, but the Kevin Love Rubio 2012 to like 14-ish, mm-hmm. um, I think that was their peak. And I think because Rick Adelman gave them an identity. Mm-hmm. You remember they were it was either up and down or it was Kevin Love time. Yeah, right, exactly. And yep. I, I would like to see them have an identity now. Like, I don't care if you lose 20 games if you're playing through towns every night. And the the thing about Minnesota, too, at that time was, like, guys from other teams that were that everyone thought was washed or, were like, throwaways would go in Minnesota and start eating. 
Yes. It was like uh, I think Mo Williams went there and went crazy. Beasley went there and went crazy. Kevin Martin went there and immediately was leading them in scoring. I mean, he was a scoring machine everywhere, but OKC like threw him in the trash, and then he was a beast on Minnesota all of a sudden. So it was like they had a way where they could put these pieces right into the offense and then play well. What was the big guy I, they had? Pekovic? Oh, yeah. And what happened to him? He, he like, hurt his foot and just never played again. And he they had him playing well, and he really was not good. He was just big. No. I remember he I remember him strapping Tony Parker in a game. Yeah. And I was like, I know, I, like, I what am I looking at? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think, I just think a lot of that was Adelman, man. I, he's such an underrated coach for that kind of, like, getting a young team to play a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I just hope they kind of, they get a little bit more depth with their coaching. Yeah. They hired the coach from inside. That was the coach that everyone was upset about, right? This year? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what he does. Doesn't look good so far, but we'll see what he does no. next year. I believe there'll be a lot of available coaches next year. So, if they decide to make that move, they they'll have some options. You really think, uh, even though Washington is playing well, you think Scott Brooks is still on the hot seat, or do you think they saved his career? I I want to pull up the date. I texted my my best friend this literally like two weeks ago. I'm not sure what day, but I was like uh, Russell Westbrook's. His, you know, and I use some expletives that I'm not going to repeat, but his ass is playing. He's saving Scott Brooks' job. Yeah. Like, legit, honestly, it looks like Russell Westbrook was like, oh, Scott, you're on the hot seat? I got you. Yeah, it does look like that, honestly. Because as soon as people insane. were saying that, he started playing well. Yeah. Insane. It, Russ has been, like, all the problems I've had, he's just channeled that into aggression. Mm-hmm. That's what I like, dude. Be like, make mistakes being aggressive. Don't make mistakes thinking, because we know that's not your game. Yep. And he's doing that, and it's working so well. Yep. Everybody just, everybody, all the role players like fit better when Russell is just full blown attack mode. Yeah, they do. Two things: Is old people coming back from Miami? At this point, I'd rather he didn't. <laughs> uh, and uh, the breaking news, man. J. Cole is now a professional oh, basketball yeah. player. I'm happy for him, man. <laughs> His dreams are coming true. He's playing in the African League. I am. I, I, that's good, man. I was reading about how he's been putting in crazy work with uh, the New York, the Black Ops guy. Yeah. The Mellows trainer, Brickley. Yeah, yeah. See, Brickley, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was putting in, like, months and months of work with him. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, I'm happy that it's, you know, he's getting a chance. The thing is, man... <laughs> if Come you on, can don't afford, be negative. <laughs> if you can afford it and you got the time, you might as well get nice at something. That's all I'm nice. saying. And he was good at basketball. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't, like... You know, it's not like he was garbage. But right. he was okay... And, you know, he want to be good. He, you might as well spend that money and get good. Because yeah. the guys playing in the season, 
what's Seabrookly doing during the season? So, might as well get it done. Right. Um, and yeah, it's cool. I I hope they televise some of the games. We'll definitely if he gets like a highlight, we'll definitely see that shit. <laughs> he'll definitely get a highlight, at least one. But uh, yeah, he'll probably get high. I, he just seeing clips of him training. I like how quick he shoots the ball. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a set shot though. Yeah, but we'll, that's okay. We'll see what he does. I want to see him. I don't know if he can pull up like a you know a, um, a good a professional basketball player may need to. But he may he may just sit on the wing and just light it up. I don't know what position he plays. He's only six three. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like much of a ball handler. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> so got long arms though. Cause we'll see the level of competition. I don't even know like what league he's playing in. It's a it's a league that is that was formed with the FIBA and the NBA for the African um you know, I, I can't I don't know what country it is and I don't wanna be wrong. Mm-hmm. But over there somewhere, uh, for them to have a their own professional league because, you know, we had that remember we had the world thing we were doing the yeah like USA. africa it was yeah it was like versus africa right at one point yeah 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 um schroeder played over there i think uh luol dang i remember was a big dang, part of that yeah dang was playing in that so it was that that morphed into this because we're not oh, doing okay. that now and now we there's like a six game little expedition uh, exhibition league, so it's like that. So, hey, I'm I'm always happy for more basketball. Yeah, yeah, of course. No matter the level or the structure. And you know, we'll, we'll probably, I know scouts would be there. I mean, because the way these guys are getting um, discovered now, like uh, what Siakam That's was just true. at somebody's camp and say, "Yo, man, you're pretty good. Now you're an NBA All Star." So I'm sure there's more of those. Yeah. Yeah. So and they got the videos of Embiid at like Samuel Dallenbear's camp or oh, something. Yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah, Embiid. I remember he got to Kansas and all they would talk about is like he just picked up a basketball like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we might get surprised. Uh, you mentioned who'd you mention for the injury that's coming back? Oh, Oladipo that yeah. I don't really care about. Yeah. One guy that is coming that has been cleared for basketball. LeBron uh, James? Who, no, no. LeBron. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Lakers today. Okay. All right. Because right. we have, we'll definitely I'm sure we'll have a ton to discuss for mm-hmm. the plan. Uh, but Spencer Dinwiddie has been cleared for on-court activities. Really? I didn't, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, I was shocked to see that. But he's been like, he's I've seen playing. a lot of his rehab stuff. Yeah, he's not playing. I don't care really? how cleared he is. No, he's not. They're not going to play him. No way. No way. I think I think they've been struggling to figure out a, like, uh, like a, like how their backups play consistently. Yeah, but we've seen guys come back right before the playoffs, and they, they still don't they don't they don't play him. I mean, he'll get the ring if they win, but I'd be surprised if he comes in and they force him into the offense. You think he? You think they're gonna give him significant minutes? Maybe not. I, significant, yeah, but it's not gonna be like I'm not talking about thirty plus. I mean, eighteen plus. I think he'll. I, I think he could get eighteen by the second round. Oh no. 
I don't think so. I don't think so. But I don't know, man. I think maybe. I don't know if he adds anything to them. Honestly, I mean, I think it's he's not, good. I think he does add something. He just doesn't fix their problems. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. The thing but is, if, Harden, if like, he's shooting, someone else isn't at this point. So that's the that's the one thing that I think is going to be tough. That's okay. It's just up to Kyrie and KD to like live with that. They're not going to. <laughs> Especially right. Kyrie. Yeah, you're right. That's the problem. That's why. That's why I say it's going to be a problem. Not because he's going to miss the shot because they miss shots. Especially Harden. But if. If he's out there, then someone else doesn't have the ball, and that's going to be tough. Better, he's not good enough off the ball to me. That's they, not his game. They better pray they don't catch Milwaukee before the conference finals. You think Milwaukee will take him out? Oh, yeah. I think so, too. That, like, Giannis blocking KD, that clip they keep showing, that was like lifting Dora's hammer to me in the for this, the rest of the season. That was like, all right. I can, but, like, I'm here. But Giannis also matching him, like, as far as going off. Yeah. Uh, is I think Milwaukee is as perfect as they could be going into the playoffs. I do, too. I, I think they finally did their thing. Like, this is like, it. Like, if, if, you know, maybe they lose to Philly in seven, and that will probably be the only, like, acceptable failure to me. Mm-hmm. But if they get exposed again, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be coming on here just screaming about how right I was. Yeah, but they I, they look great, man. I I really I don't really see flaws the way they've been playing the last month. Finally, they figured out how to use Forbes. Finally, like this is the first time it took them sixty games for them to use him right. Let's, uh, Coach Bud, let's start dipping DiVincenzo's minutes down there and Bryn Forbes, let's bring him up a little bit. Yes, yes. And Pat, too. Pat's minutes got to drop. Yeah. And he, I mean, he still is, like, kind of weird with Bobby Portis. Like, Bobby Portis, I thought the first 10, 15 games looked perfect for them. Like, he came in, he was getting double-digit rebounds in, like, a short amount of time. And then since then, it was... I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's tough. But I mean, it's working without him, so I'm not. I'm not saying it's a problem. But yeah, um, they have like too much depth. Yeah, their depth is but, insane now. But they're used to it because the the core has been the same for a long time. Yep. Yeah. And, and and just look at how much better their ceiling looks without Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how the thing is, Holiday just does enough. That's it. He's been huge, man. I think he he's going to be a big part. If they come through the East like they should, I think Holiday's going to have to be a huge part of that. On offense and defense? Yeah, because I think, I think he's going to have to outplay Kyrie multiple times. He'll have to outplay... It doesn't sound like a lot, but Dragic sometimes like, like brings a lot to the tempo of the game. Mm-hmm. And Holiday's good enough to outplay him in that way. Yeah, I think Holiday will probably lock uh, Dragic up. When, yeah, when, and, in in this terms of locking an NBA player up, I don't. Right. You know, I'm. You know, what I'm saying he's not gonna uh, keep him to 
five points, but and he could 11. and he could limit uh, Boston's only path to success is Kemba is Kemba Brown and Tatum being like a big three. Yeah, like that's it. There's no we'll defend, we'll like move it. No, no, no. It's either big three or you're out of there. Yeah, and Holiday is gonna contain Kemba as much as you know you could ask a guard to if he guards Kemba. That's true, yeah, but yeah, but uh, whoever he's guarding, he's going to contain them as much as possible because yeah. he's just that that kind of. And I think uh, he's a good matchup for Simmons too. Uh, I think if so. They do play Philly. I think so too. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you said something I was going to comment on. Uh, oh, Milwaukee's depth is, I mean, I think they're right there with the top, and the thing is, their depth. Their new depth are all guys who really don't bring a lot of minuses to the game. Yes. Like, Portis really doesn't hurt you because he plays tough defense. He gets rebounds. He blocks shots. He hits. He doesn't take a lot of bad shots. Um, yes. Forbes doesn't hurt you. He Tucker chases, doesn't hurt you. Tucker doesn't hurt you at all. So, I mean, and that's really all you need. I mean, Teague doesn't really hurt you either. I mean, he comes in, he plays tough defense, and he moves the ball. And that's it. He's always a threat. That's all you need. And I mean, they got enough guys who handle the ball. It's not like he has the ball that long anyway. But um, yeah, man, they're They've, looking good. They showed me this year, and I don't know how much of that is Holiday or whoever else they have. Mm-hmm. But from the times I've watched them, they finally look like they could adapt to different play styles. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and that to me. Is this is where Budenholzer's either on the hot seat or he's totally fine? Mm-hmm. If they again start struggling and they just continue to struggle, because that's what's happened the last two years, mm-hmm. is they they've never climbed out of their whatever the struggle becomes. Yeah, uh, and this like if they can't adapt with this roster, I mean, what more can you ask for? Right. So I, they got no excuse. Like I've been saying all year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last headline: uh, Tim Tebow is now playing tight end for the Jags. They signed him. <laughs> uh, reportedly, yeah, one year contract. Uh, at <laughs> at tight end, my man Tim Wait. Tebow, man, he's back. Welcome back. Wow, I'm at a loss for words. You know, Urban Meyer, I I don't know why the Jaguars are so excited about him. (laughs) Why? He just, like, he comes in, he comes in, they immediately, like, have to hire and fire somebody that he vouched for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some, like, some strength and training coach that apparently had issues. Yeah. Uh, But he just, I don't know why he behaves in such a toxic way. Yeah, I like him. He's always like, I don't know. I I like him. He's a winner. That's it. He's a winner. I like that. Whatever it takes. (laughs) I wonder if that translates to Jacksonville though. Uh, you know, he's a really creative guy too. So I I think that's one thing that will help. You know, translate into the NFL, which is not easy for college coaches in general, but. I think that'll help him because he's always been creative as a coach. I mean, even with Tebow, he was creative. 
made Tebow look amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if t- if Tim comes in and, you know, gives them some kind of production, that'd be great. But it's like, dude, you could have stayed in the NFL five years ago if you did this. Yeah, because Team, teams were lining up. Me. Yeah, teams were lining up to like Tim. You come in, be a tight end, be a fullback. Yeah, I remember I'm, the fullback. Uh, hey guys, I'm a quarterback. Okay, <laughs> if if I don't play quarterback, I don't play in the NFL. Didn't he play? Um, well, he didn't play, but didn't he run some plays at fullback for the Broncos when he was there? They did like the wildcat thing with him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like kind of like what Taysom Hill does for the Saints. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, but more of like like Taysom Hill is just like a like a gadget guy. Like he could do a bunch of different shit. Mm-hmm. Tebow Tebow was more of like a fullback, like a truck you guy. <laughs> yep, yep, he was. But that hey man, if he could catch Trevor Lawrence, you know I don't know how their line is, but he got a good coach. Pieces are there. They're there to begin their rebuild. I don't know if they're going to do anything this year, but they, they got a good start. I think this is a good start for sure. And the Chargers are a good example that drafting the right quarterback is not all you need. Exactly. Like the Jets, same thing. Like you got Zach Wilson, trust me, that's not all you need. Exactly. Yep. Yep. All right. We got anything else? Sports? I don't think so, no. We got any music that are worth talking about today? Or double up tomorrow? Nah, I mean, next yeah, week? Yeah, we'll double up next time. T Grizzly, high recommendation. I'll, I'll get into it more next week, but yeah, good album. For sure, really good album. All right, well, that's it. We'll be back next week. Uh, obviously, talk some music, talk the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sleeping on Michael B. Jordan. I, I got to catch up. Oh yeah, I gotta we'll, wake wake up. We'll talk about that. Um, I mean, there's some pretty good news out there as far as movies go too. We'll probably get into that too. Uh, yeah, I might watch the Jason Statham uh, Wrath of Man. Yeah, the guy Richie, that right? Was, oh yeah, that's that's my guy. Yeah, I gotta get to that too. Yeah, for sure. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for watching us. Subscribe. Watch us on YouTube now. All that good stuff. And we'll see you guys next time.